following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Lord, we thank you for the book of Luke. We thank you for what you've taught us through it. We pray that you continue to teach us. Lord, may we see through this story we're talking about today how you are constantly working in the lives of people who have been lost. In your son Jesus' name, amen. So we're in this sermon series where we started last month and we're working from the end of Luke to the beginning. So instead of starting with the birth of Jesus, we started at the ascension and we're working our way back to the birth of Jesus, that actually our Christmas story is perfect because we use Luke 2 every year for the Christmas story. So we're just working our way back there. We're calling it cross to cradle, looking at that life of Jesus kind of in reverse to see how that can teach us and help us grow. And so today we have a story that if you have been in church through any formative years of your life, then I'd assume you know a song that had easily remembered in your head. It's all about how Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and if we forgot, a wee little man was he. What did he do? He climbed up in a sycamore tree. Why? For the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, for I'm going to your house today. And just repeat that a couple times so you don't forget. So this old Zacchaeus song, it's one of those songs that I think I learned before I could even have memory, and it stuck with me. It is a story that's easily accessible. It's easy to teach the kids. I was talking with Chelsea. I was like, hey, it lines up your week. You got Zacchaeus. And she goes, awesome, right? Because Zacchaeus is a fun story about a wee little man climbing up into a tree. But I want to take some time today as we look at this story to think about a couple of things. To think about a sycamore, a sinner, and a savior. That as we read this story, those three things play a key role in helping us understand why is this even important for us to know? Why would it be important for us to remember the song? The song is fun, the story is fun, but as adults, how does the story of Zacchaeus still hold meaning? So first, let's talk about the sycamore. Luke 19, verses 3 through 4. And he, Jesus, was seeking, or and he, Zacchaeus, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. Now, In the city of Jericho, which is where this story happens, in modern-day Jericho, which would be in the West Bank, there is an intersection where there is this tree. Now, if this were on the big screen, it would be a lot more interesting. But just envision with me a good climbing tree. So there's this sycamore tree that, you know, local legend holds is Zacchaeus' sycamore. And they've even have scientists take cuttings and do some scientific research to say, yes, this tree is over 2,000 years old. Now, here's what's unimportant. If this was the actual tree Zacchaeus climbed up or not. 
I show it to you to give you an idea of, of what you might see when you think about this, right? Because what's interesting is as you look at a sycamore, not a lot of low-hanging branches. Now, maybe back then there were a few lower, but I love as we think about this, Zacchaeus, we think, oh yeah, he just pops up in a tree. Now, Zacchaeus was at least of an age where he was a tax collector working and making money. So let's give him that, you know, maybe he's a little bit more spry than we imagined, but he's going to have to get into a tree. I don't know about all of you, but for me, if I want to see something, a tree's not my first choice. Right, maybe I'm standing next to you out the projector and those kinds of things. Mark was helping me with that. And we had set the TV on the ground first to kind of figure out, is this going to work? So the stand was sitting, you know, down here. And when we figured out it was going to work, well, I was like, well, let's put it up onto the stage. And Mark kind of looks at me and goes, well, do we want to lift it? Do we want to take it to the stairs maybe and do it a little bit differently? I was like, well, we could go the long way and you take it up the ramp and behind the stage, you don't have to lift it at all. He goes, let's do that because I've had the experience of lifting something like this and the TV mount breaking and everything going wrong. And I said, that's a good experience to learn from because that's a mistake you don't want to make twice, right? So Mark dutifully took it up the ramp and around. Now, I don't know about all of you, but I have fallen out of a few trees. And when I was younger, not a big deal, right? Okay, pick myself up, dust myself off, climb that tree again. Now, I sneeze the wrong way, and I go, I don't know if I ever want to sneeze again. I've learned that climbing up a tree, probably not the best thing for me. But here's Zacchaeus, who is curious enough to who Jesus is. He's far enough back. I love this. He didn't get there early enough, right? Didn't get there early enough to get a front row seat. Something was going on. He was counting taxes, lost track of time. Who knows? But he wants to see Jesus. And he wants to see him badly enough that he will climb a tree to do it. And we have to remember that Zacchaeus would have been known in Jericho because he was a chief tax collector. He would have been ahead of the tax collectors for the area. So this is a man who has some gravitas, who has some importance, and he so badly wants to see Jesus that he still climbs the tree. And I find that fascinating, that he would want to look and say, I so badly want to see what this traveling rabbi is about, that I'll climb up this tree to see it. Now, what about a sinner? Let's look here at Luke 19, verse 7. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus, who has climbed this tree. Now, just imagine, Zacchaeus is up there like, he's got maybe a little bit of anonymity. He's in the tree. He's behind the crowds. And Jesus, the man he's come to see, stops turns to him and goes, hey, I'm going to your house for lunch. Not only does he call Zacchaeus out personally, but he makes he just invites himself over, right? I'm not super keen on people inviting themselves over when they're my family. But here's this random guy walking the streets. He goes, ah, Zacchaeus, my guy, I'm going to your house. Let's go eat. 
Now the crowds had gathered and there were enough people there who would have known Jesus and what he was about. It was far enough into his ministry where he would have been known. But there were enough people who also knew Zacchaeus. So when he says, Zacchaeus, I'm going to eat at your place, people in this crowd start getting upset. Maybe it was some Pharisees who were looking and going, listen, this guy is no good. He's a sinner because of what he's done. He's shunned the ways of God to make money. Maybe it was the locals, the people following after Jesus who go, wait, why are you going to spend time with him and not with me? I do the right thing. Why are you going to spend time with this guy? Because being a chief of tax collectors, what would have happened is that Zacchaeus not only would have been skimming from the top, charging more than was owed so that he could take some for himself. Not only would Zacchaeus have not cared about what people were doing to be able to get those taxes, not caring about what was happening to him to get the money he was owed, he was giving those taxes to Rome. Because the way Romans held control of a territory is they would tax the local populace to use it to fund the legions that would come in to maintain control. And how do the legions maintain control? If you rise up against Rome, you are publicly crucified and hung on the side of the road. So that people know if you stand against Rome, this is what happens. So Zacchaeus is not just taking money from people. He's not just giving money to Rome, but at the end of the day, he is the reason that the people are oppressed. That their own money is being used to oppress them. So when they see the Savior, when they see at this point who they see as this great rabbi doing great teachings, say, I'm going to your house, there would have been a visceral reaction. To go, but this is a sinner. This is someone who is unworthy of that love. This is someone who doesn't deserve your time. But this isn't the only time that Jesus does this. In the book of Matthew, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, Behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? This is not a one-off for Jesus. He shows up and intentionally is spending time with the people that others call sinners. But look at what happens here when the Savior comes in. From Luke 19. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Salvation, today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 
when Zacchaeus encounters Jesus, he is so changed in that short amount of time that everything that he's been about, everything of who he's been, a tax collector who is taking for himself, he says, Lord, I'm gonna give half of what I have to the poor. I want you to sit and think on that in your life right now. Think of your net assets. And you said, I'm gonna give half of it away right now. And then on top of it, he says, and if I've defrauded anyone, I'm going to give them four times what they're owed. The encounter with Jesus so changes the life of Zacchaeus that he says, I'm going to give away what I have. That following you is better than what I have. And Jesus declares something that would have been very strange to hear in the house of a sinner. Today, salvation has come to this house. And then he tells people about who he is. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. He would say this in Matthew's house. But when he, Jesus, heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Throughout this story, I think we can insert ourselves as every character. We can be Zacchaeus, ready to climb the tree to see what Jesus is going to do. We can be Zacchaeus, who Jesus looks at and calls to come with him. We can be the crowd who look and says, well, why, why are we spending time with sinners? Why are we spending time with people who are undesirable? We can be Zacchaeus who's so affected by the love of the Savior that we are transformed. But there's only one in here who came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I love how Jesus looks in the story of Matthew, which is such a mirror to this story, and says, who needs a hospital? Those who are sick or those who are well? So this week, as you go out with this story on your heart, think about the sycamore tree. What are the places in your life where you are clamoring to see what Jesus is doing? Your curiosity of his kingdom is causing you to say, any way I can see this, I want to. And maybe what it is is just asking the question of saying, Lord, I want to see something. When I was writing that question and thinking about it in my sermon, I thought about that, um, that moment, if you've seen The Incredibles, that all these superhero things are happening, and there's a little kid sitting on the front lawn, their next-door neighbor, and Mr. Incredible looks at him at one point and goes, what are you waiting for? He goes, well, something incredible, I guess. Can we be that? To look around and say, Lord, I want to see what you're doing. Can we have the passion to climb the tree just to see where Jesus is at work? Can we see both sides of ourselves to say, there are times where we are the sinner? to be thankful what Jesus has done, to call us 
out of our life and say, I'm coming to eat with you today. I'm coming to spend time with you today. Because that is his promise that he will be with us to the end of the age. But can we be honest enough with ourselves to also recognize that inside of us is the person who would look and say, Jesus, why are you spending time with them? Why would you spend time with people I don't like? And can we walk to the Savior and say, Lord, I am sick and I need a Savior. And can we rejoice in that Savior when He says, I came to save that which was lost. And that salvation has come. The story of Zacchaeus is a good one because it gives us insight into who we are and who Jesus is and how he's at work. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks this morning for simple things like a short guy climbing a tree to see who you are. We thank you that you came to seek and to save that which was lost of who we are. When we lose sight, when we lose recognition that you have come for all people, set us straight. And may we rejoice that you came to seek and save us. That when we were sick and in need, you were the great physician. And we rejoice that you are the Savior. Son, Jesus' name. Amen. As you go out this week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.